G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face, to helping you understand the issues going on in the world, to clear and understandable Bible teaching, all peppered with great Christian music, the latest news, and even a few laughs along the way. You're about to experience just a small part of what we do. For the full experience, tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au or download our free app. Well, let's continue our regular feature for a Tuesday and get some updates on what's happening around the world and particular when it comes to those issues that impact on the nation of Israel and those events that are unfolding in the Middle East. Uh, Let's chat with Ron Ross, our Middle East reporter. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you very much. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's get a little bit of a focus. When we talk Middle East, when we talk Israel and those things that affect that particular nation, God's people, uh, there are things that are happening globally and not just within that small nation that affect uh, the outcomes of what happens not only in the Middle East but around the world. Talking about some of the uh, geopolitical relationships that are developing around the world, Iran and China looking to cement some closer ties. Well, since we last spoke last year, I've kept an eye. The Bible tells us that in the end times, the nations of the world will come up against Israel. They'll be focused on Jerusalem. And I've been watching the amalgamation, the coalition of different nations around the world as they unite to uh, cause a, a force that might eventually provide this huge army that uh, supposedly at the end will come on Jerusalem. And there's a scripture in Revelation 16:12 that talks about the kings of the East. And many believe that that will include China and Russia. But uh, the big player in the scene right now is Iran in many, many ways. And Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Khomeini, on the weekend called for closer economic and security ties with China, saying Iran had never trusted the West. Iran's most powerful figure told Chinese President Xi Jinping during a visit Iran wanted to expand ties with more independent countries, adding that the United States was not honest. He said Iranians never trusted the West. That's why Tehran seeks cooperation with more independent countries like China. Uh, now, we, the, the, the amalgamation between China and Russia in Syria has been declared over the Christmas New Year period. Uh, the uh, uh, Chinese president said he was going to send troops into Syria to support the Russian campaign. And now if you just put together the amalgamation of Russia, China and Iran, the potential for a gigantic force is obvious. And Iran, one of those emerging players in what's happening around the world, uh, we know that there were a lot of sanctions 
against Iran, and that was suppressing some of the activity. But those sanctions are about to be lifted. What's likely to happen with lifted sanctions against Iran? Well, Iran's going shopping. That's what's happening right now. Uh, yesterday, uh, they got access to over $100 billion worth of frozen overseas assets. Uh, a government spokesman for Iran, Mohammed Nabak, said much of the money had been piling up in banks in China, India, Japan, South Korea and Turkey. Uh, and since the international sanctions were lifted, uh, they now have access to that money. Uh, the historic agreement brought about the lifting of international sanctions just last month, and uh, now they've got assets of over $100 billion. I know they just recently spent uh, $50 billion in Europe, and the shopping program is underway, and you can be sure quite a large amount of that money will go into their relationship uh, with China and uh, with Russia. Uh, so it's a huge bank account. Uh, they did say they were not going to bring all that money back home because they would need it overseas uh, to complete their shopping list. Ron, the violence continuing in Syria, uh, 45 killed in an ISIS attack on the weekend in Damascus. Uh, what's the latest on that issue? Well, it's a very sad situation. It's uh, highlighted by the fact that uh, while ISIS was claiming the killing of at least 45 people in Damascus, the United States Secretary of State, John Kerry, at the weekend uh, was speaking about the Syrian conflict and he spoke about the humanitarian crisis in which starving villagers have been forced to eat grass and leaves. Uh, but he was talking about a hopeful outcome. Uh, the optimistic uh, note, he said, was overshadowed by the deadly blasts in the Syrian capital and he spoke about that at the end of his speech. Syria's state news agency, Sina, said the bombings went off in Sayed Zanab, a predominantly Shiite Muslim suburb of Damascus. And here's where we have a major concern to be praying about. Uh, the rise of Iran brings support to the Shiites, but the Sunni terrorist groups are reacting, and that's the outcome of this particular uh, brut brutal attack, but you've got Saudi Arabia lining up uh, and all the uh, uh, Sunni nations joining them and Iran rising up and trying to get this uh, relationship with China and Russia underway and uh, you can see a huge confrontation coming sooner or later. And of course, people who are aligned with ISIS breathing fire everywhere, the threats to the UK have become quite prominent. Yeah, and I, I want to talk about this because I believe this is going to be a common factor for the entire Western world. Uh, ISIS has threatened the UK with a terror attack so savage, they say, it will turn babies' hair white. Uh, the jihadists said Britain can expect the lion's share of its wrath because of the RAF bombing campaign in Iraq and more recently in Syria. The attack will be similar, they said, to the Paris attacks in November, where 130 innocent people died. It's something we need to be on guard for. It's something we need to be praying about, and it shows the importance of our constant intercession. 
Uh, Let's turn our attention to the US where a Jewish women's group over the weekend called on Jews to leave the USA. Typically a safe haven for Jews historically, uh, but there's some concerns now, Jewish women wanting Jews to leave. Uh, This is significant because it's a statement made by author author and Jewish educator Laurie Palatnik, who's the founding director of the Jewish Women's Renaissance Project in the United States, and for years has been encouraging uh, Jewish residents of America to make a trip to Israel to just get the Jewish flavor of the country. Uh, But uh, she said that uh, in recent times uh, she's been... Uh, discussing with rabbis whether the time has come for all the Jews to return to Israel. Uh, In a project, uh, she said, in a video just uh, last week, she was updating her vision from one in which U.S. Jews not just visit Israel, but relocate there. She explained that after 9-11, she started reading about the end of days, and she spoke with what she said was a very great rabbi and asked, when do we leave? He said to her that the time to get out was when the uh, the enemy started killing Jews in the street. She says that that's now happening all over the world, and particularly in France and New York, and so she's advising Jews in America it's time to get over to Israel, where at least they're united together and uh, securely defended. Certainly disturbing thoughts. Let's turn our attention to Israel and to Jerusalem, where at the Western Wall, typically men prayed separately to women. There's now some changes there from the Israeli government. Yeah, that's the uh, Israeli Knesset, the government. Uh, And at the weekend, they took a vote and they've uh, agreed to approve an egalitarian prayer space at the Western Wall. And uh, the Prime Minister Netanyahu said, I know this is a sensitive topic, but I think it's an appropriate solution. Uh, The plan was approved by a vote of 15 to 5, and according to the government plan, Israel will build a new plaza for mixed-gender prayer at the Western Wall, adjacent to the Orthodox prayer plaza, but separate from it. This is an amazing development if you understand Orthodox Judaism. And the Women at the Wall chairwoman, uh, Arad Hoffman, said this is a dramatic and meaningful victory for women uh, of Israel and for the people of Israel. Shira Proust, the Director of Public Relations for Women at the Wall, said the government's decision stands to open the floodgates of women's rights in the public spheres in Israel and opens the floodgates for Jewish pluralism in Israel, this is an unprecedented change. And if you know anything about the rules and regulations of Orthodox Judaism, this is a huge decision by the Knesset. Well, Ryan, always love the way you put things in context, and the update's always so valuable. Look forward to lots of great updates through the year. Ron Ross, our Middle East reporter, thanks very much for joining us today, Ron, on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.